You want to make sure, okay, was there something in me that that helped to cause whatever issue is going on? And that maybe will help the entire situation. You're listening to the Dare to Be Different podcast, a podcast for people who want to live an extraordinary life. On this week's episode, Joe and Ed talk about taking steps to forgive others. Enjoy. So welcome to the Dare to Be Different podcast. My name's Joe and I am here with the lucky Ed Newell. How are you today? <laughs> it, I, my, I, one day my luck will run out, but today is not that day. Today is not that day. I am here with you. <laughs> is that it? I thought it was the oh. I, I thought it was the fact that you you made out big on the Super Bowl um, this year. Uh, the Super Bowl was very kind to me. It was very it kind. Was very to you. kind to me. Yes, <laughs> exciting game for sure. Yeah, it was. Uh, I know, do we know what date this is airing? Super I don't know. Bowl but, be a few weeks ago. But, but we're, we we're, we um, are we're um, recording it. The day after the Super Bowl. The day Bowl, after the so, Super Bowl. Yes. And uh, it, was, it was, I'm not a fan of either team. Um, I was a fan of some of the outcomes of the game, and they were very kind. They were very kind. Yes. <laughs> so, the Dare to Be Different podcast has nothing to do with betting on the Super Bowl, but I guess we could probably put it into the adventurous. But we, what we do, it's, it, man, I feel like we should start over. <laughs> Keep rolling, keep rolling, we're good. So the Dare to Be Different podcast is all about living an extraordinary life, and we use five words, five values, to define ways that we can have an extraordinary life, and that is adventurous, honest, passionate, healthy, and grateful. And for the Super Bowl, you went a little adventurous, put a couple bucks down, and and, and and then it was an extraordinary night. And it was an extraordinary <laughs> night. <laughs> I had a nice time, it was fun. Good. Yeah. So other than the Super Bowl halftime show that I thought was, you know, a little risque, oh. but, but entertaining, yeah. um, entertaining, I, I've, I've seen, I've seen, a, I, I've seen a lot of people on both sides of the aisle on that argument. Some people saying it was way over the top, totally inappropriate, everything else. And then I've seen, um, uh, you know, shirtless photos of, um, the Maroon five guy from right. last year. And people saying, "Are we? Do we have a little bit of a double standard?" Where uh, the, the meme was, "All the moms had hard eyes last year, right?" And now this year, all the moms are really upset. I don't know. It's probably somewhere in the middle. I, I will tell you, you know, my wife, who's who's pretty conservative, she's not, mm-hmm. you know, um, her her comment was, "I hope I look that good at 50. <laughs> like that, that was it. Like. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure if, if my wife felt yeah. that she looked that good, she would yeah. have no problem doing everything that they did at, yeah. the, at the halftime show. I'm just <laughs> a little nervous about all the guys that were dancing with J-Lo. Um, I have a feeling A-Rod is going to fight them at yeah. some point because they were they were up in her business a few times. So, uh, But yeah, it was, it was an entertaining few hours. Yeah. The best comment of the night, you know, John Acuff, who if you don't know who John Acuff is, he he's a he's a speaker. Um, and he said the um, the move from from dancing on the pole to singing with little kids was the was the fastest play of the entire Super Bowl. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That's that, funny. Yeah. That was cute. Though. That was her daughter. Right. So that was, that was like an endearing thing. So she had to make up for the pole dancing. Yeah. <laughs> All uh, right, so let's move on. Yes. So today we are going to talk about forgiveness because I feel that you know sometimes having an extraordinary life we get we get hung up on stuff that happens to us, right? And especially stuff that happens to us that other people have imposed on us, have done to us, and 
we are limited in our life and limited in, in the ways that we can live exceptionally. Right. Because we can't let those things go. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, every single one of us are going to have times where you're going to get hurt in life by somebody else or get offended uh, by somebody else or someone's just going to let you down. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously this is primarily, uh, we have a lot of business leaders that listen to this uh, podcast and I think you you easily can even live in a place where your employees let you down. Mm -hmm. And so this idea of forgiveness, I think transcends every sphere of your life. It's going to impact your personal relationships. It's definitely going to impact you, uh, in, in your business setting. Um, but if you can't, um, honestly, I'm going to call it a skill. If you can't practice and, and outwork this skill on a high level, uh, yeah, I think in, in these different areas of life, you will be capped in the progress and growth you can have. You know, what's interesting about unforgiveness. I feel like it's one of those things that, it, it almost sneaks up on you. Cause I, I feel this in my mm. life. I'm actually a pretty forgiving person. Like I don't hold on to a lot of stuff. Also humble. And humble. Yes. I, I but I forgive you, Ed, for, for teasing me about my lack of humility. But yes. I, but it, it, it's for unforgiveness is one of those things that, you know, you don't know it's there. You don't know it's there. You don't know it's there. And then it seems to like slap you in the face. Mm. Uh, and, and especially with marriages, you know, stuff like that, where you're like, um, you know, you think that something is is out of your system, and then you're in some argument, completely unrelated argument, three years later, and then it just comes up, you know, right? Uh, and and or or it comes up from your spouse and, and yeah. hits you, and and um and I don't know that's again that just is so unhealthy. Yeah. Um. What's that? I, I've heard I've heard this quote a million times, and I, I've heard it with unforgiveness or bitterness or whatever. But um, holding on to unforgiveness is like. Um, drinking poison and expecting it to harm the other person. Right. Have you ever heard yes. that? So it's like the, whenever you're holding on to unforgiveness, it almost feels like um, y- you feel right for doing it. Like I'm I'm in the right for holding on to this unforgiveness. I'm not going to let them off the hook for that thing that they did. And you feel like you're like winning in the situation or something. Right. But the quote says... It's like drinking poison, expecting it to harm the other person. Ultimately, it's harming you. Right. And by you holding on to it, by you sitting on it, yeah, it might not come up right away, but I love what you said. If it's sitting somewhere inside of you, uh, kind of, you don't e- might not even know it's there or realize it's still there, it, it's going to come up and it's going to have an impact either in the short term or the long term of that relationship. Yeah, and this is this is one for me that that has been a bit of a challenge you know, because I, I grew up in an Italian family and, you know, literally the Godfather was one of those things that we watched. And, you know, if you ever watched those type of movies, you know, they're, they're all about, you know, keep your, your friends close and your enemies closer. Right. And, you know, 30 years later, you, you make a, a, a wrong right by doing something, you know, drastic. And so I think a lot of people in their lives have that type of mentality where it's just like, I don't, I don't necessarily want to let go of this thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to get revenge. I right. want to make them somehow suffer. And, yeah. and what's the I- irony of it is that through that, that person is living their life. Right. They're not thinking about it. Yeah. And you're consumed with it. Right. It, there is something about, it's like, and I'm, I'm, well, both of us are definitely have a, a competition streak in us, but um, it is, there's something about it to me that's almost like the other person wins. 
Like if they wrong me or they they do something wrong or offend me and then I forgive them and I, so to speak, let them off the hook, it feels like they've won. Right. And um, in that situation, if I really believe they did the wrong thing, I don't want them to win. Mm-hmm. And so I, I want to hold on to that. I Maybe I want to get revenge. Um, I want to wait until the appropriate moment where they fail and I can almost even celebrate it, whether privately <laughs> or publicly. Yeah, yeah, like yep. you got what you deserved. You right. got what you had coming to you. Um, and I don't, I don't really, I mean, I mean, that's a lot deeper than just the ability to forgive or not. I mean, that gets into some serious pride issues that I think a lot of us tend to carry uh, about, wanting to personally be successful and, and always looking at life as if it's a competition with other people when it's really not. Yeah. And one thing, you know, as a disclaimer that I do want to put out is, is there are things that happen in your life that are almost impossible to overcome, you know, right. big, big, big things without some sort of professional help. Yes. And so, you know, anything that we talk about today uh, is, is, for we'll call them commonplace offenses, you know, things, sure. things that um, aren't, you know, uh, again, aren't something that is catastrophic, something that happened to you that is just a big thing, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, abuses, you yep. know, stuff like that, like those types of things, go get help. Right. Don't Absolutely. listen to a pod- podcasts yeah. are great, but you're not going to solve this with just a podcast. Go, go talk to somebody, you know, that's, that's really, really important. Yeah, that can be the, maybe the, the the primary thing that you need to get out of this. This is that you need professional help to maybe uh, overcome some of the things that have happened to you. Um, but while we're going to talk about what forgiveness is, I think there's a whole lot of stuff about what forgiveness is not too. Sure. And there's a whole lot of truth that forgiveness isn't. And I don't, I don't know some of the things you had, you had on your uh, agenda to talk about here, but um, forgiveness isn't necessarily reconciliation. You know, I, I have a lot of people in my life where I have to come to a state of forgiveness around, but it doesn't mean I have to be best friends with them. It right. doesn't mean I need to even be in a, a relationship with them anymore. But the forgiveness aspect, I think, is something that is going to be healing to your own soul. Mm-hmm. And it's not really about them. It's about you. It's about freeing yourself. Yeah. And the, um, you know, the act of forgiveness is not giving them permission to do whatever they did again right. or letting them off the hook for, um, you know, for continued bad acts. Right. You know, there, there might be some limits that you have to set up in your life so that things don't continue happening. That's right. You. So, yeah, forgiveness is not is not um, accepting a situation. Right. It's it's internal. Yeah. It's, it's the way that you emotionally deal with it, how you, you know, uh, mentally, spiritually, all those things deal with this thing that happened to you. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. So um, the first thing is, <clears throat> I and again, I I have to look up a lot of this stuff. So I, I study a little bit before we before we have these podcasts, just so I know what I'm talking about, which is always great for <laughs> a podcast a great, host, right? You prepare. I, like <laughs> I do that. prepare, yes. So everything that I've read says that, you know, when something happens to you, the first thing you have to do is you need to move on to the next act. So you have to, you have hmm. to, your past history and all your hurts are no longer here in your physical reality. So don't let them be there in your mind. So if wow. something happens, right, you have to acknowledge the fact that it, it's, it's no longer happening. It happened, but it's no longer happening. And, right. and, and some people that that's a tough thing is just to move on to that, that point. Yeah. I mean, that, 
that to me speaks so much to, again, talking about uh, significant offenses. I think that's that's a common thing. Uh, again, we're, we're talking about commonplace <laughs> herds here, but when you talk about things like abuse, that's one of the most difficult things that uh, is traditionally said of people who have been abused is the feelings of it continually come up or they find sure. themselves in situations that it, it, it comes up. But just go commonplace. Maybe someone in your workplace has offended you, and now every single time you go into work, every single time you see them, those feelings well back up. What this is, what you're saying here though, is that's, that really is happening in your mind. They're hopefully they're not continually offending you. You know, if it's a one-time thing, uh, it's not continually happening. It did happen in the past. And because it happened in the past, you can maybe compartmentalize it a little bit better in your mind to address it and deal with it. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly it. And, um, yeah, the, the, the person who created the offense is no longer meaning to offend you, even though you continue to be offended, right? You know, right. Or, or or hurt you, or whatever the case may be, right? So again, that's a that's an internal thing. Yeah. That's something in your mind you have to work out. Yeah. So this is a big one. Step step two: Don't go to bed angry. And I've heard this with marriages: um, Don't go to bed angry at each other. My wife and I practice that. We yep. we've had some really late nights because of because of this rule. Yeah. But but this is bigger than that. This is a, you know. Don't lay your head down, shutting your eyes, dwelling on that thing that happened to you that day, that week, that month, whatever that happened, because that's how you go to bed is a lot of times how you wake up and you dwell on it and your, your subconscious chews on it through the night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, in theory, I fully agree with that. And I've talked to many people about uh, that concept. I'm not so sure my wife and I do that well. Um, my my wife is definitely a processor and where I want to talk about things pretty quickly, I want to kind of just address them and get them through. If we get into some sort of argument and it is late, um, it is tough for us to make the decision to stay up late. Um, and no, I'm not you know, maybe you guys care about your marriage more than we do, but <laughs> well, no, but we, sometimes we do go to bed and we'll, we'll, you know, maybe still give each other a kiss before we fall asleep. But, um, she will regularly need time to process things, think through things before mm, she, uh, can handle them. So if we're in a situation, it is late. Um, I've broken these, my own suggestions. Yeah. And again, I've heard this all over the place, but uh, you're not wrong that your subconscious chews on it. And you're not wrong that you wake up feeling the same way. Uh, but it has helped us in certain situations where we wake up maybe a little bit more well rested because if you're tired, man, I mean, tired, hungry, whatever, uh, solve those, maybe solve some of those issues before you tackle the world's problems. But um, we, well, in a more well-rested state, we've been able to have more healthy dialogue uh, to work through some things. Um, In your other, in a relationship that's not maybe a significant other, Mm -hmm. it's in a little bit of a different uh, place because that person isn't with you in bed. You're not arguing with that person. You're thinking about that offense from work or that, Mm -hmm. that person you ran into. Uh, so you, again, we're, we're not talking about um, that person even apologizing. We're not talking about that person making the situation right. Uh, we're not talking about you forgetting the situation. We're not talking about you reconciling or being best friends with that person. But you can internally make a decision to forgive, make a choice to forgive. It's a, it is a choice. It is a skill you can practice. And in turn, it, I believe it can empower you to have more restful sleep right. if you can solve that maybe in your mind 
before you before you go to bed. So my wife and I, to your point, you know, we are the opposite. We, um, and and I, and I feel that the more tired we get or at least the more tired I get, the more pliable I become when we're, we're arguing. <laughs> so <laughs> she point. wants to bring up stuff late at night. Yeah, she, she, she's like, we're just going to, I'm going to wait him out. <laughs> this is it. Like, just a waiting but, game yeah, at this but point. By 9.30, he's going to be really like. <laughs> I, that's right where I want him. <laughs> yep. But there there has been times in the past where, uh, you know, I'm, I, I think we're done. Like, you know, in my mind, we're, we've we've kind of worked through the issues and all that stuff. And I'm like, uh, it's time for bed. It's yeah. whatever one thirty in the morning, two o'clock. We've we've in my again in my mind we've completely exhausted the topic. Yeah, and then I'll start nodding off, and I'll get like a little like kick in the shin, like oh I'm still mad at you. Yeah, like, all right, yeah, <laughs> let's, let's we're, keep we're going. going. Here we go. And but to to me, I I really really like that. Because it doesn't drag on into the next day, and like mm. I said, and this doesn't, this that isn't is, like an, that is good. It's not an everyday thing. This isn't even, man. I can't even think of the last time something right. like this has happened. So it's not even an every year thing, right? But this is like this is a a big disagreement that we just can't work out. And it's like, wow, we're just gonna we're gonna power through this. Yeah, we've done that. And yeah, for those large, those very large things, you just have to. Yeah, you're like this. You is, can't let it go by, right? But to to your point. This is also me myself trying to think of think think of something else and trying to work through this on not a, not a, an offense with Alicia. This is about anyone else. Like right. I, I need to forgive this person. I'm angry with them for some reason, and I simply don't want to. You know, I don't want to dream about them tonight. I want to. I want to. I want to have a dream about flying through the air and you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying like fun I, dreams. Yeah, I want to have something fun. I don't want to. I don't want to be thinking about you know. And then also to the same point though, I don't want to wake up upset. So there yeah. are times I I have to try to work this out, or I have to try to distract myself, or whatever the case may be, so that that isn't the last thought in my mind before my my you know, my eyes close. Yeah. I do kind of treat maybe the, a, a disagreement or an offense between you and a significant other more on a different scale than almost everybody else. Mm -hmm. Because when I, even the idea that forgiveness is not reconciliation, I would actually change that when it is with your spouse. With your spouse is completely you, you need different. to reconcile. And, um, you know, we, we would both hold a very high view of marriage and the importance of it. So reconcile, you right. know, but with somebody else, yeah, it's not necessarily that it is you making internal decision that that person and what they did in that offense is not going to rule over me tonight as I go to bed. Yeah. And this is, this one is for free. I'm just going to give a piece of marriage advice. Apologize fast. Mm. That is that is the piece of advice that I have given to my adult children who are now married. Uh, anytime that a conflict that comes up and you have any culpability in it, any any part of it that is your fault, you apologize quickly. There is no sense of having pride in a marriage and make that ruin it. It's just not worth it. That's good. Uh, so, um, and actually that kind of leads us to step four, switch the focus from blaming others to understanding yourself. Sometimes, mm. sometimes the offense that you have actually has nothing to do with the other person. It's because of your past experiences. It's, it's things that you've gone through and you've completely misinterpreted the events and you need to understand that about yourself so that you can forgive. Again, maybe maybe they did something wrong, right. but but not to the extent that you're holding on to it. And right. you need to do this self-reflection 
to to help yourself through that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Even just to make sure that um, you don't do something in return that you'll later regret or uh, feel some way about a person or a situation that um, honestly you shouldn't be feeling. Uh, if, if it really is something going on inside of you, uh, yeah, I mean, that's something you definitely got to solve. And if you discover that, then it's going to be easy to forgive them because you realize, okay, the problem was with me the whole time. Right. Um, you know, I mean, if you're going into work every day, eating your hard-boiled eggs at your desk and everyone's yelling at you, you're the problem. <laughs> yeah, okay? you are the problem. The other people are not the problem. Okay, so <laughs> that's, a, that's the stupidest example but, I can think of. But there's... There but could there's, be something like that. Yeah, where... where Yes, maybe they didn't handle the situation right, and we're actually gonna we might as well put these together. Next step is take responsibility for your part. Okay. So, yeah. so those two things, you know, those two things kind of go together. Like, do some self reflection. You know, am I being offended because of the place I worked before was so tough, or whatever right. the case may be? Um, and then go, okay, I need to, you know, I need to take that responsibility. Like, I have to understand that. what what my part is. Yeah, absolutely, I, and. Uh, Man, I would say there more than 50% of times when you get into a, a spat with someone, you're going to have some at fault. Pretty rarely, um, and I, I'm not trying to dismiss any time that someone just um, very unfortunately uh, gets taken advantage of or right. somebody hurts somebody um, uh, or offends someone at work or whatever. But the majority of the time, um, there's, there's fault to be shared across both parties. And, and listen, I mean, you're going to have increased difficulties with the people you're in closest proximity and closest relationships with. Mm -hmm. um, the person I spend nothing, no time with, I don't got any problem with them. They don't got any problem with me because we don't ever see each other, right? right. Uh, but like, Hey, Bill, how are you? <laughs> Not bad. All right. Great. See ya. <laughs> yeah. But the people you're spending time with, um, and they might just be a coworker, but in a large, in the larger sphere of your life, it's going to be uh, relationships that are family, our friends, mm -hmm. are friends, are really sig significant, meaningful relationships. Hopefully, your coworkers are meaningful relationships as well. Uh, but those types of relationships, um, you want to make sure. Okay, was there something in me that that helped to cause whatever issue is going on? I want to do self reflection, identify it, own it, apologize for it help myself move past it, then that maybe will help the entire situation. Again, it doesn't necessarily mean you got to totally reconcile or, or forget the situation happened, but it's going to help your own soul, your own spirit, so that you can continue to move forward in life unencumbered by that unforgiveness, that, that bitterness. Yeah, one of the things that uh, I've seen, this, especially with families and, and parents and kids and things like that, where there's some sort of divide happens and the parent tries to, or the kid, whatever the case may be, tries to put that olive branch out and, and tries to put, uh, I'm going to take responsibility for my part. And then when it's not, mm. when it's not reciprocated. reciprocated, the fence even grows. Yeah, you go back to being <sighs> even more angry. Yeah. And that's a trap. That's, you have to, that's not forgiveness. Forgiveness is, that's right. you know, I forgive you for your part and I'm, I'm acknowledging my part yes. and now I'm good. Like yeah. my, my spirit is good. Yeah. My, my mental health is good. That's, that's forgiveness. Not I'll be okay. As long as I'm going to say, Hey, half of this was my fault. 
is it your fault too? Like, come on, give, <laughs> tell me, tell me right. all the things you did bad. Right. You know, yeah, it can't be conditional. Right, forgiveness can't be conditional. It has to be an unconditional choice that you are making. Uh, that regardless of how that person responds, regardless of if they ever apologize, regardless if they ever fix the situation, uh, in my soul, I'm going to choose to forgive. Uh, and, and let that go and, and be okay with that situation um, so that I can be healthy. Right. Um, yeah, if you carry – if you go – man, that is some good marriage advice there too. If you go into a, a fight and you try to be uh, apologetic or, or have forgiveness but it is conditionally based, oh, man, you are in for a world of hurt. Yeah, friend. and most of the time it's manipulation. It is. And, and That's no, really good. And, and nobody responds well to manipulation. As soon as they, as soon as they realize that it's manipulation, it's over. Forget yes. about it. So, um, yeah. So don't. Again, all of this, it's not conditional. This is all about you. This is all about your your health, not about what the other person thinks of you or any of those things. So, right. We're gonna keep saying that through this this whole thing. Yeah. So the next one is great, and I've learned this from my wife. She is a master at this. Mm. It's be kind instead of being right. And hmm. she, when um, my son was in his teenage years, and I knew I was right every single argument with him. There is no <laughs> doubt in my mind, uh, I was right in everything that I said because you know you're you're the parent. You're so much older. You know what I mean? Yeah. All those types of things. Yeah. And she would say, "Is being right worth damaging the relationship, or hmm. is it better to be kind? Is it hmm. better to be for you know forgiving? Is it better to be you know all of those types of things?" Hmm. And and there's so much, there's so much truth and wisdom in that, in, yeah. in every relationship, not just in a parent-child relationship. Yeah, uh, I, I had a mentor one time just talk to me about the importance of not burning bridges. Mm -hmm. And I think you can have the the capacity that when you're offended or hurt, hurt, uh, maybe you, you even want to burn that bridge. Um, you you could care less about that person if you ever uh, had an, a relationship with them again. Um, but I think there is so much wisdom of choosing kindness. Uh, choosing to make sure that um, as as much as it depends on you, you're going to um, live well towards other people, live mm -hmm. at peace with other people, and how you treat them, uh, how you act towards them, how you speak about them when they're not around. And I think so much of that just goes into your own uh, – it, it actually helps your own soul. When you just make a decision, I'm going to choose kindness, I'm going to speak kindness, um, it does something to your mind. Even if that moment you haven't fully chosen forgiveness, when you make a decision to speak kindly about someone, I think whenever you just verbally out loud speak that something, when your own ears hear it, mm -hmm. it can actually have that positive effect on your mind and the way you're thinking and help yourself to process those emotions and man, maybe even bring you to a state of forgiveness. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's really good. And um, again, it's, it seems like it's one of those things that you're like, oh, that makes so much sense, but it's so hard to practice that. Yeah. And especially in the we're, moment. We're talking about it like it's way easy. Like, oh, but, yeah, yeah, just do this. Just, yeah. just be nice. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking back to stupid arguments I've had over the last month, and it's like, man, you know, I could have followed some of these principles away a lot better. <laughs> So this is a, this is a good one. The next one is practice giving, and hmm. you know it's just when you're giving, when you're generous, when you are looking outside of yourself, and that that's giving. It's and it's not just 
you know, physical things, but it's, it's serving others. It's, it's, it's giving patience. It's giving, you know, but when you start living outside of yourself, suddenly those offenses that you've internalized, you can put them in perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I think an offense is about what someone has done to you and we often want this idea of forgiveness to be conditional, that my forgiveness towards them will be attached to them making it right and what they're going to do for me. Mm -hmm. um, you're talking the exact opposite. You're saying, let's not live with a mentality that says, what can I get from them that is going to make this situation right? Or, or you know, whoever, who, whoever can make this situation right by giving me something. It's saying, no, I'm going to actually just change my whole mentality towards the situation. It's not really going to matter what they do for me, how they make it up to me, um, if, if they're even going to do anything at all. But I'm going to live my life with an attitude that says, okay, regardless of how I've been hurt, regardless of how I've been offended, I still want to live my life being, being good towards others and making sure that I'm living my life in a, in a generous mindset. And I think generous with your words is so important mm -hmm. in choosing not to talk negatively about people, whether they're in, definitely when they're, when they're in the room, but specifically when they're not in the room and they're not around you. Uh, and that goes back to what I was just saying. I think if you can choose to be generous in what you think about people and uh, what you say about them, it can have such a positive, healthy impact on the way you live. Yeah. The other side of it too, and we both, uh, you know, you work for a nonprofit organization. You know, I, I serve, you know, with, with different nonprofits. We both have this view that, the, the self, ourselves, are much smaller than the thing that we're trying to accomplish in the world. Right. And, and so I think a lot of times, uh, again, big disclaimer, I'm not talking about huge things that have happened to, sure. to us in the past, right? You know, big, big, big things. Sure. But everyday offenses, when you have a smaller view of yourself, when you, when you have a worldview ver versus a self-view, sometimes those offenses just, they're, they're not as... They're, they're not as big. Like, okay, so this person said something stupid to me. Whatever, I'm going to go help the homeless that have nowhere to, you know, that have nowhere to sleep tonight. You yeah. know, it's, it's like, you just, when, when that self was such is, a massive 180 there. That was, <laughs> that was pole dancing to dancing with children right there. What you <laughs> <Yeah>. just <did. laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying though, but that's, but that's exactly it. No, when, when, it. when I'm so self-absorbed, when, when my, when what, happens in my life is the only thing I see 100% yeah, all the time. It's really good. Then I have no choice but to be offended when when that view somehow when somebody does something to that thing that I think is so important. Right. But when you're like, okay, so myself is 50% of of what is important to me and there's another 50% and that other 50% is so so big, you're like, man, do I have time for this? Is that really yeah. something that I need to concentrate on? Yeah. You know, oh, so somebody dinged my car door yeah. or got the parking spot that I wanted to pull into. Am I going, is that, is that really going to ruin my day? Am I going to be, you know, offended by that? Am I going to be, you know, not forgive them for the rest of my life because of that thing? Yeah, that's really good. They, these stupid little hurts and you hold on, we've been saying this, but when you hold on to that hurt, it will only end up hurting you. Right. So, so this is a big one. Um, stop looking for occasions to be offended. Oh. It seems so. It seems so obvious. It seems so stinking obvious. But man, do people look for reasons to be offended? That's, I think that's the tagline of of Twitter. <laughs> Almost all social media. Yeah. You're like find find reasons to be offended and then tell the whole world about it. Yeah, and and it seems like 
it, it def- definitely seemed to me it seems like it's gotten worse through social media because it's more of a global offense. I can mm-hmm. be offended about absolutely everything. And, and it's easy. At one second you can be complaining about something and the next second you can be, I don't know, sharing your breakfast. I mean, it's just easy to put your, your feelings and emotions out there. And there is somebody else in the world that is going to see your comment and agree with it, disagree with it, and it blows up. Yeah, and I think that a lot of, you know, a lot of relationships and a lot of people have, they're almost prepared for a fight. So they're like, who's going to offend me today? I'm yeah. ready to go. Right. And, and they're, they're loaded and ready, you know, ready to explode. And they're just looking for that reason to get offended. And that's not fair to the people in your life. It's not no. fair to, to your relationships. It's, it's, uh, it's not fair to you. Alternatively, I, I would suggest when you walk into your home, when you walk into friendships, when you walk into your workplace, um, assume the best about the people around you. Assume the best about who they are. Assume the best about their intentions because mm-hmm. we love to assign intent to why somebody did things. When someone did something to hurt me or offend me, we will be very quick to assign what we believe their intentions were around that situation. But if you can assume the best about their intentions and assume the best about who they are and assume the best about how they feel of you, um, it will radically change the way you view those relationships and how you're able to handle things whenever things don't go your way or offenses come up. But if you're looking for ways to be offended, you'll find it. Oh, absolutely. I've heard this. I've heard this so many times, like there's always a fight at Thanksgiving, like the family gets Mm. together and there's always some sort of fight and and people like prepare for it and they know that it's coming. And man, to me, like go to go to Thanksgiving somewhere else. Like if if that's really, if that's the mentality, if you're, if you're dreading or looking forward to this confrontation that's going to happen with your family, man, make a change. Like that's, that's just not a good way to live or at work or whatever the case may be. You yeah. know, um, I'm not going to get on this conference call. I know that there's going to be something that um, so-and-so is going to say, and I'm going to get ticked off at it. Like, okay, so you're looking for something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Assume yeah. the best about people in your situations. Absolutely. So don't live in the past. Be present. Uh, again, we talked about this. We hit it on this uh, earlier, but that is, that's a big thing. Yeah. You know, um, if you're constantly dredging up the past, Man, it's going to be tough to move on. And, mm-hmm. and again, we're talking about we're talking about you personally forgiving somebody so that it's healthy for you. Um, you yeah. know, you just have to you have to get to the point where like I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm moving not, on. I'm moving on. I'm not yep. doing that anymore. Yep. Uh, this is great. You only have two more. Refrain from judgment. You need to observe, not judge. So so have this have this mentality where you can kind of step outside of the situation because. Uh, Typically, when we are when we're offended, we're in judgment mode. Or, sure. You know, and, and when we need to forgive somebody, there's something that happens, and and we have our own things that we bring into that offense, and we're judging. You know. Sure. But when we step outside the situation, and we can observe the situation, we can can look at it from all different sizes. There's empathy that that gets put into this. You know, what is their situation? What does their mm-hmm. side look like? Uh, that can actually help us to to forgive as well. And I, I think that can happen a lot in a workplace because you can see situations going on around you that you're not even involved in, uh, but you see them happening and you can just choose to judge that whole situation and even choose offense in that situation when you're not even a part of it. Right. Uh, rather, if you obs- are observing a situation and actually maybe you have an issue with something in it and you might even have a point to something that you're concerned about, then go to the person 
Go to your boss, go to the person in that situation. You can talk one-on-one about a situation. That's why you're employed there to help right. solve problems and make thing, make situations better. But if on the sidelines and you instead choose judgment, most likely you're also going to choose to tell somebody else about that. Sure. And then the whole situation is going to blow up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the last one, this is, uh, uh, I think this is one of those things that, Talks, this encompasses everything else. Okay. It's send love. And mm. you, you, you kind of talked about that a little bit. Yeah. But, but, you know, if you if you bringing love into the situation, um, it, it becomes hard to, to stay offended. Right. There's, right. A, there's a book that I love. It's, it's um, called The Greatest Secret, Secret in the World. And, and it, uh, it's by a, an author named O.G. Mendino. I think I pronounced that right. Um, but it it goes through and he has like these uh, these scrolls that uh, it's, it's kind of a fiction thing, but sure. he has these scrolls that you're supposed to read every day for 30 days and then you move to the next one. So you're kind of internalizing these little lessons. Sure. And uh, the first line of the first lesson is, I will greet this day with love in my heart. Hmm. And so if you if you wake up every day and say, I'm going to love the people around me, it's really hard to be in unforgiveness if that is a decision you make. Because yeah. love, we think of love as as an emotion and it's actually an action yeah, a lot of times. It's a so choice. Speaking of the speaking of the Super Bowl, there was a great um, there was a great ad. Did you catch that one where it talked about the Greek words for love? I didn't see it. Yeah. And um, I was also watching two children. So I you're watching two children, the, yeah. The, everything. You were worried about yeah. your bets and was stuff. The, yeah. I heard a lot of people talking about the Google ad. Was that the Google ad? I don't know which I don't know if so it was Google. I saw a ton of people saying they were crying over the Google ad, but I haven't I, I don't, don't know think what it was. Google ad. Okay, but it, it was. Tell it me talks about, about the different words it, of love. It talks about the different the different types of love, uh, and you know, it talks about you know, love the emotion, love um, like for a brother, love for a friend and brother, and then there's the the agape love. There's a you know the Greek word agape, right. which is you know um, again we're both Christians. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 talk about agape mm-hmm. you know as um, God's love for us, mm-hmm. but it's it's this it's this word of of action. It's it's not just it's not just an emotion. Mm, that's good. And so, um, you know, serving people is yep. is love. Yeah. You know, forgiving people is love. Mm-hmm. You know, walking into every single situation, thinking the best of people, the best, yeah. is is love. Speaking kindness. Speaking it kindness. Really, it really is an, an all encompassing uh, point to everything we've talked about. Um, and I, I observing, not judging. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think all those things. If if the idea of showing love to your coworkers, if that seems odd to you, just phrase it out into those different pieces. Can you choose kindness today? Can you choose to assume the best about them? Can you choose that I'm not going to be judgmental about this situation? Um, if you can do all of those things, you are bringing love into that situation. Yeah. And on top of it, and this is how we'll close, is loving yourself means learning how to forgive. That is so good. Because Tweet that. Tweet somebody. that. That is that is good stuff right there. At Joe Altieri. <laughs> but it, but it is that is the truth though. I mean, if you really want to learn how to love yourself, yep. you have to let go of the offenses because they will 100%. they will ruin your life. Yep. Uh, if you if you have somebody, I, I really really urge you today. If you have somebody that that is just as we as you're thinking about this, you're like, man, I have not let that thing go. Uh, I have a spouse. I have. I have a, a brother, a sister, a mom, a dad, a coworker, whoever it is, you know, an old friend that, you know, we were best friends and now we can't even look at each other because of this thing that we might, we might not even remember the whole circumstance, but all I know is that I can't forgive them. Love yourself enough 
to forgive them. That's really good. So yeah. anyway, is that good? That's great. Awesome. Well, we love you guys. Love you. See, this is part of our love for you is doing this podcast every Absolutely. week. So we love you. We hope that you guys will share this. We hope that you will live an extraordinary life by loving yourself and forgiving those people around you. Until next week, have a great one. <laughs>